Welcome to Lassoing Leadership. I am your host, Garth Nichols. And I'm Jason Rogers, and we aim for more, not more than 20 minutes per episode, where we talk about our favorite characters of the episode, Leadership Nuggets of Gold. We also take a stab at renaming each episode, just for fun. And then we leave you with a leadership challenge that's based on our learnings. We are now into season two of our podcast, and we Can't talk about it. all things Ted Lasso and leadership and we're sharing our mic with others, and today I am so pleased to be in studio. Yeah, with my in former studio. colleague and longtime friend tonight. Night tonight. Why don't you introduce yourself uh, to our listeners? Hi, Jason. Hi, Garth. I'm so excited to be here with you both. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> uh, as Garth uh, mentioned, my name is Tanai Nike, uh, and I'm presently the secondary school deputy principal for teaching and learning at the United Nations International School of Hanoi, located in Vietnam. Been there for three and a half years, and prior to that, I worked in Ontario at Branksome Hall, Toronto French School, and my last posting was with Garth at Havergal College, where I was the director of the Forum for Change. Amazing. Well, welcome to the studio, which ha also happens to be Garth's living room. Garth, I love the decorations in there looking good, and you're looking good. I think people should tune in on Spotify just to see you today. <laughs> now, tonight, be honest with us, and we ask for honesty and vulnerability in this, because that's part of the Lasso way. Mm -hmm. um, are you really a fan of Lasso and do you actually listen to this podcast? I, I am a huge fan of Lasso. You remember those like old school clips when he was like introducing the EPL to NBC? Oh, yeah. Like oh, I yeah. go, that's, I'm like a, a day one Lasso. Old school. <laughs> Same way that I'm a Lasso day one with you guys in your podcast. I think Garth sent yeah. me a text like we're doing this podcast. I'm like, and, and I think based on the time zone, I might be a first listener <laughs> <laughs> every week because i'm like I'm in the future right so uh and and in all seriousness though because it's been such a, a really valuable resource for me I, I share with garth that you know i've experienced some like leadership highs leadership challenges and i've jokingly referred to at times that there are some episodes that have been like my pump up music before going into a difficult conversation or having to make tough decisions or kind of recentering and reminding you of your like your purpose and your why in leadership. And so it's been just really great. And you know, the fact that it's connected to a show that I love, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. So I'm a big fan. Yeah. Truly, yeah. truly tonight. I think that's like what we want from this. We want people to listen, take away and reflect yeah. on their own leadership. So thanks for joining us uh, yeah. on the journey. And he is one of the uh, very first listener feedback that, uh, that we've gotten. So speaking yeah. of which, Jason, do you have any uh, feedback from everyone that? <laughs> My dad actually hasn't talked to me in a week since I uh, called him out in the last episode. So I don't know if that's like helping or hurting our relationship. But <laughs> nevertheless, I thought I would give you just a quick year-end stats rundown, uh, given that this is about sports after all. We've got almost 100 dedicated subscribers. We're going to have a big 100 uh, subscriber party very soon. We're averaging 5,000 impressions every 30 days on Spotify alone and we've reached 24 countries i think i said i wanted 60 countries so we got a little ways to go there but 24 is not bad yeah. and lastly 78 percent of our listeners are between the ages of 35 and 59 but i'm willing to bet we're going to bring a few listeners on in the zero to 22 age range soon garth do you want to tell our listeners why that might be the case yeah sure thing so i have talked about uh my senior basketball team and in previous episodes and although this uh this is not necessarily uh, the, you know, the sport of this podcast, uh, it does have lessons that we can bring into it. So I've spoken about that. Um, and so we will now hear from some of the members of my senior basketball team about leadership, not necessarily about Ted Lasso, apparently not on their watch list, uh, not the demographic, but nonetheless, um, 
they are insightful and you know it's it's amazing when youth speak so uh, intelligently and articulately about what leadership means to them um, both as a leader but also what they're looking for in leadership as well so that episode will drop very soon so keep on yeah, Strikes me, Garth, that if we had a, like a T Swift on leadership, that may have been a richer conversation. But maybe we should uh, go down the Swifty Swifty road, bring in a few more listeners. Yeah, everyone from zero to twenty-two <laughs> in the in the mix. No I'll doubt. Leave a blank space on my calendar for that in the future. That's good. Uh, well, as you say, Garth, leadership did win that episode, and I can't wait to share it in the next little while. And we'll have yeah. all twenty-four countries listening now. Garth, what are you hearing out there uh, in your circles? Yeah, uh, you know, sh another shout out to my friends at Royal Roads University, particularly Nathan, uh, longtime listener, always lets me know about how this podcast lifts up his day. Um, and recently, you know, it reminds me that we, his recent communication reminds me that while we aren't necessarily talking about like cutting edge leadership stuff, we're not necessarily introducing something that's new, but we can remind our listeners about their own leadership skills and assets and how to put those to great use at uh, great use. And so with that, anyway, let's jump into to episode four. Let's get started here. And I, I love this episode. It's one of my all-time favorite holiday episodes of all season, other than The Office. They've got some pretty epic ones. But here it goes. On this episode, we see the team share some locker room secret Santa. And of course, Jamie's forgotten his gift. And so Ted and the leadership team bail him out once again. Although Roy and Keeley plan to have a sexy Christmas, their plans have changed when Roy's niece, Phoebe, needs to stay with them because of an unforeseen circumstance. Phoebe discloses that a classmate of hers has been bullying her over what she calls his bad breath. Roy and Keeley test her breath, which is one of my favorite scenes in the episode, and they decide they need to find a dentist. The plot line resolves itself when they find a dentist who can help, and they visit the young man and pose as carolers, and give him a very important message. And in the end, Phoebe offers him a kindness, Carol. Second plot line has to do with Higgins and uh, a player potluck dinner, basically, for, for the holidays. He and his family expect two to three players arrive and nearly the whole team comes. What follows is a heartwarming time of connecting over food, Nerf guns, and sharing of cultural traditions. And finally, Ted shares a virtual gift exchange with his son that ends quickly, and it's Quite heartbreaking from a father-son mm -hmm. perspective. Ted resorts to drinking through his sadness until he's saved by Rebecca. And I love that scene. They spend the remainder of the episode playing Secret Santa and sharing generosity with people who need it. <sighs> a lot happens in that episode. It's all so good. And I can't wait to see the leadership lessons that come from it. Yeah, I love how you drew out those, those three distinct areas uh, about gift-giving, about belonging and then about loneliness too. And mm -hmm. we've addressed these mm -hmm. in the past, especially around Ted's ability or inability to, uh, to be the dad that he wants to be. So mm -hmm. great summary. I also Thanks. want to draw our attention to the fact that this episode is entitled Carol of Bells. And when we first set out on this podcast adventure, we did not know our timing would be so serendipitous uh, and so precise. It, it got me thinking that there might be other opportunities, Jason, we should start looking at the European football league and, See if like our timing matches up with any big games or any big in-season tournaments. I don't know. What, what do you think? I got, and I hate to you know call out a blind spot, but there is soccer happening on this continent as well. Yeah. Because, right? We got the MLS, maybe something in the Whitecaps area. Maybe for a live episode, that'd be pretty cool. We got the CPL. Yeah. The Cavalry is my team. I've been season ticket holder for the past three years, and I love those guys. And they've won championships. And I'm thinking maybe I should reach out to Tommy Wildren Jr., uh, the coach or even the captain, Marco Carducci, to join us, you know. Um, anyways, tonight, based on the episode, 
who's your favorite character? Let's, I, I can't wait to hear who you've got. Oh yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And your summary is perfect because that's exactly how I break it down with, uh, with what's to come. But uh, my favorite character in this episode is Rebecca. And I think you highlighted a lot of the, the incredible leadership qualities that um, she, she brings uh, and it really comes together nicely in this episode. I do want to shout out that actually my favorite character in the show overall is Isaac McAdoo and the way he yeah. this episode as Secret Santa facilitating the room and like Christmas and Hollis by Run DMCs in the background. It's yes. absolutely pure, pure gold. But for this one, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, Rebecca. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You you love the street culture, too. right? Like you, you love that stuff, too. And yeah. uh, today I said he could come on and do a whole episode, a whole podcast on just footwear from the Ted Lasso Amazing. theory. So my, we might have that. But yeah, uh, for me in this episode, it's Higgins. It's a, it, he Absolutely. exemplifies belonging, his ability to welcome his everyone into his home and then grow belonging in the team by welcoming not only them, but their food, their drink, their asking questions about their culture um, and how they celebrate the holidays. Um, I really love uh, Sam, Sam's response, what, what do you think of when you think of Christmas? And he says, colonialism. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, he also honors mm. traditions from where they come from. And I do think like naming, when he names all the countries that the people mm -hmm. are from, that's a significant yes. moment in yeah. the show Absolutely. as well. Yeah. Uh, understanding that this game, which is an incredibly a white-facing game, is actually no longer so. I think calling that out is an important part of this uh, mm -hmm. series. But for me, breaking bread is such a significant way to build belonging. Um, and you call it a potluck. Uh, there is an indigenous tradition called potlatch. Uh, at my school, we're actually reading a great book um, by Suzanne Davis called Potlatch as Pedagogy. And indigenous mm -hmm. cultures have, have this, you know, this, this leadership um, experience built into their history. It's, it's an incredible tradition of wealth being shared stories being shared, experiences being shared. And so uh, for me, I really like this idea of breaking bread that Higgins has around building culture and sharing culture as well. Gareth, I love that. And I think back to when I took over headship here at Rundle 10 years ago and the former head of school, one of the last things he said to me before he handed the keys over was basically like, hey, listen, Jason, if you think you're a leader, look behind you and make sure there's somebody following. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think what we see here is Higgins has stepped into leadership. Mm -hmm. Years previously, had two or three people show up. And this year, the whole yeah. team shows up. And I don't think that's by accident. I think because people are seeing him in his leadership and they're following and he's building a culture there around their cultures. And I think that's pure magic. And when you have that, uh, what a gift. So, uh, so and, you know, must be your favorite character. <laughs> Roy Kent. How, <laughs> how could you not love him in this episode? I could go on, but actually going to focus on something really subtle that he does in this episode. So Roy comes down to Phoebe's level. Every time she's struggling, he gets on the floor, he kneels down, he looks her in the eye. He does this physically and emotionally. Physically, like I said, right down to her level each and every time. It's absolutely key when we work with kids and with adults. And Garth, you've talked about in the past with respect to walking meetings, but do we sit when others sit? Are we at their level uh, in, in these communicative moments that are important in our leadership? And secondly, when Phoebe is feeling most vulnerable, Roy comes to her lev level emotionally and shares an embarrassing story about himself pooping himself when he'd had too much lactose, right? And you see Phoebe's shoulders drop. He's connected emotionally. He's vulnerable. Uh, and this openness allows her to relax and understand that we're all flawed in one way or another. And at the end, it's her pathway to, uh, to getting help. 
So, you know, how could you not love Roy Kent? He barely swears in this episode too. So uh, I was you know. going to say he barely swears. Yeah. I know. Also, when that kid um, uh, in the house <laughs> oh, says, you yes. pooped your pants. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I have to, if you can do it, if I can do it, you, you can, can do it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it is showing uh, amazing growth there. Yeah. So. I, listen, we could pull apart Roy Kent uh, with his leadership in this episode, but tonight for you, what what was the big lesson for, that came out for you? Well, there were actually the way you broke down the uh, episode summary, Jason, aligns perfectly with the three key nuggets of leadership that I saw in this episode. So the first one is Rebecca in the locker room where they're doing the secret exchange and she asked Ted what he's doing and he references the virtual mm-hmm. Christmas exchange and she shoots him this like super subtle look. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, yeah, I, I know. And she's talking about her majestic plans with uh, Elton John. Elton I think uh, the Daniel Craig and Rachel yeah. Weitz are going to be making yeah. a, a, yeah. an Puppet appearance. Show. Exactly. It's a good show, right? And I think she's just like a masterclass here. She reads the situation perfectly. She knows mm-hmm. that Ted will be down. And she gives up her time with Elton John to be there for Ted. And, and Ted, she takes him on this adventure to lift his spirits because she knows who he is. And I think we, we think back to the earlier episodes in the first season, Ted barging into Rebecca's door and she's got this nefarious mm-hmm. plot to like sink the team. And Ted is just a, is a pawn in this game. And, you know, she, he's really broken her down and she's come around to the point that she is there for him, perhaps in a way that really no one has been throughout the arc of this of this series to this point. So I think it's just really. Uh, just a beautiful sort of full circle moment in their relationship and her leadership, I think is really uh, at the next level. Uh, I think the another one is uh, Keely actually in the context of Roy and uh, Phoebe and Keely in that little, you know, so that interruption to sexy Christmas and, yes. you know, you know, Roy brings Phoebe in, doesn't even really acknowledge Keely and just sort of like jumps right in and yep. without batting an eye, Keely's like, okay, yeah, you know, Phoebe's important to you. That means she's important to me and we're going to problem solve this together. There's no, there's no frustration. Oh, I made these plans. I, I got the chocolate fondue going. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. She's like, nope, we're just going to, we're going to pivot. We're going to be agile and we're going to just, you know, she's going to respond with empathy, kindness, compassion, and just the ability to like, you know, just sort of problem solve in the moment and let's go on this journey together. Nice. She um, shows such a high level of EQ there, doesn't she? Totally. I mean, it's like, yeah, I wish absolutely. I could be that person in those mm-hmm. moments where you pull yourself back and give, give your yeah. best self. And uh, yeah, I totally agree. Keely's totally. a star in that moment. And then the last one for me is Higgins. And I think what you both have hit on the head is like, hey, a, his growth as a leader, as evidenced by the fact in the, in the locker room is like, yeah, maybe two people show mm-hmm. up and then everyone uh, comes around and, Again, no, like, oh, I was only expecting two people. He greets everyone so warmly, kindly, accepts their gifts uh, that reflect their culture, their their identity. Like, it's like yeah. a real masterclass in, like, identity-centered response, right? Yes. Um, and his toast at the end about being the family that you kind of make along the way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's just like, I just chef's kiss, right? It's just such a beautiful beautiful uh, way perfect. to bring everyone together. And I think yeah. both of you highlighted, he names everyone's hometown. He yes. knows where these people are from and how important those, that those locations are in their journey. Um, so to me, I think like there was so much that resonates, especially from in my role and in my school, we, we all are expats living in a completely foreign country to where many of us are from. And I found so many parallels between those scenes in Higgins house and, 
and the experience that I have working in my school. And I joke with Garth a lot, like the Venn diagram of my personal life and my professional life is like one right on top of each other. And sometimes that's a challenge. You know, you want us to be able yeah. to separate. You want to be able to pull away. But the benefit and the gift of that is we really take the time to intentionally get to know each other. And the first two years of the time that I was in Vietnam, our borders were closed. We couldn't leave um, easily to get back to be with our loved ones. So we actually celebrated milestones. Uh, we were there for colleagues who suffered loss and tragedy in their lives and wouldn't be able to be there with their families. And and I think those are kind of like the big significant leadership takeaways. Uh, and Higgins sort of in a very positive way brings that together. But I could see him rising to that in a moment where perhaps it's not under the best of circumstances or more tragic circumstances. So all three and those three different narrative plot lines just show just tremendous leadership. Yeah, but oh, you too, like the way that we've known each other as mm -hmm. well, there's a there's a little saying we have about Tanai, which is like two degrees of Tanai Nike. And eventually he gets to know you so well that he figures out that one of your second cousins was at a concert that he was at and then mm -hmm. knows that person and knows you that little bit yeah. more. Um, so it was a great did, concert. You do it. It's a very great, <laughs> great job of yeah. building and maintaining those connections. And in fact, after we record this, he and I are um, heading out to break some bread ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to lunch together. So, yeah. yeah, that's great. Those are great lessons. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think leadership really does start with that connection, that care. I think, you know, really knowing people is how you build trust. And we see that in all sorts of uh, leadership, particularly, you know, Fullen writes about it in detail is about, you know, building capital through trust uh, mm -hmm. in our leadership. And, and I, I think you hit it on the head and, um, you know, it really, I did love that closing toast, you know, when Higgins says to the family we're born with, to the family we make along the way to Richmond. And I love this as it captures, you know, what I think our strong organizational culture is that keep on coming back to it. You know, the culture code with Dan Coyle talks about all of these organizations that relate to one another as though they're families. And I think, you know, the more you read about positive leadership and positive organizational cultures, the more you find that good organizations look, work, look and act like strong and connected families. So tonight hmm. that was uh, absolutely brilliant. I think the only thing I'd add to is like, I believe these bonds will extend well past the point of Richmond. Right. Like yes. that they're so strong. And <laughs> yeah. when we all, you know, in my context, when we all leave Vietnam, like we're, we're, you know, we'll move on to new places, new adventures. But I think that the level of trust and the strong culture that you reference, like you and I, buddy, there you go. You and I. That's right, it. Let's, let's jump in and rename this episode tonight. What would you rename it? Uh, there's a line that after they've given some Santa gifts, uh, Ted and Rebecca are talking, she's expressing vulnerability and she just, with a simple, I just want to make sure you're okay. And I thought I was just, mm -hmm. just a simple mm -hmm. and beautiful way to sum up what this episode was about. Nice. I love that. Garth, what about you? Take it away. Well, it's, he is my favorite character in this one. We've highlighted uh, his speech. I would offer the family we make along the way. Maybe it's because I'm in a Christmassy mood. I don't know. Oh, that's so good. What about you, Jason? Okay. I'd offer giving and taking. And I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that I've taken this from a book by Adam Grant, mm, Give nice. and Take. Christmas and leadership is really about give and take. Rebecca gives her friendship and support to Ted. Ted takes this support as this is a moment he really needs it. Rebecca and Ted give to those who are in need. Hagen gives to his entire team. It turns 
or sorry, intern, they take time to connect with one another. And finally, in my favorite moment, Phoebe gives forgiveness to the little boy as when she's standing outside the door with her cue cards, last one says, I forgive you. Yeah. Please do better. And uh, love, love, love those moments. And she gives forgiveness. And I think that's a huge part of any kind of leadership is to be able to forgive. So giving giving and taking is is my take on that. And I think there's a leadership challenge that can focus on that tonight. You got one for us? I do. Yeah. I think the, the leadership challenge is just taking time as leaders to step back and look around the people that, you know, I think about the Robert Greenleaf, Greenleaf servant leadership model, like just mm. who are the people that we serve and how can mm. we be there for them? Do we really know them? So doing a little bit of a self audit to be like, do I know the people around me? Do I know what, you know, makes them tick and what are their strengths and, you know, what are their vulnerabilities and how can I be there to truly support them when, when the moment arises? So that's uh, it's yeah. a bit more of a less of a tangible leadership lesson, but one that I think will pay dividends in the long run. Yeah. And I would, I love that. And I would go one step further and say, when you come back from the holidays, you know, make that real connection. You can ask a simple opening question. What, what, what did you get up to? Mm-hmm. How was your family over the holidays? And use that as a jumping off point to, to mm-hmm. know them a bit better. So leadership challenge accepted. Yeah, thanks tonight for coming on to the show. You're a true gift to this podcast and uh, and we really appreciate your time. This has been absolutely fantastic. And for all of our listeners, we would love to hear what you've learned from this episode. And a reminder that if you like what you've heard, rate the podcast and please do share it with your friends. Especially if you're friends with Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> please, please. That would, be, that would be that would be amazing. And tonight we end this show the same way all the time. So why don't you take us home for the holidays? All right. Until the next time, keep leading the lasso away. Thanks, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Take care. Happy holidays.